Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reports Antonio Brown's latest appeal in his helmet saga will be heard on Friday. Rappaport hints a resolution could be reached the same day. News and notes from Major League Baseball. We await word on Chris Archer of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He exited his start Tuesday night against the Nationals due to right shoulder discomfort. Archer made it through a scoreless first inning. He left the mound after an errant warm-up pitch before the top of the second. Robbie Ray threw a 35-pitch bullpen session on Tuesday and felt good. Ray was placed on the injured list back on August 15th. Astros manager A.J. Hinge said he is, quote, not optimistic that Carlos Correa will be able to avoid the 10-day injured list. Correa left the game on Monday night for the Astros with a back injury. I'm Dan Strapper, and this is your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right there, guys. It's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ross, I didn't watch all of Hard Knocks. I only watched the first 20 minutes, but I'll finish it tonight. Antonio Brown looked like a semi-happy camper, didn't he? I didn't see it. I didn't see last week's either. What's going on with you? He looked... I don't have HBO. Really? Yeah, I don't. Are you American? Yes. Doesn't everybody have HBO? No. You should see my cable bill without it. Yeah, it's probably like twelve dollars a month. No, it? it's insane. No, you have no idea. I just like you don't get like six HBOs. Does I get like seventeen HBOs, seventeen Cinemaxes, thirty-seven Showtimes? No, only Showtime. So I watched the first episode at my friend's house, but I've been drafting the last two weeks on Tuesday nights, so I haven't been able to watch it live. And obviously, it's just real busy now. So I'm, maybe I'll see if I can watch. He looked it. like nothing happened, dude. He was walking in. He's hugging everybody. You know, and then he's like, ah, he'll catch a few balls. And for a second there, for a second there, Ronis, I was like, maybe, maybe I should have taken him. Maybe it's not going to be a train wreck. But then I thought to myself, when they're one and seven, how pissed off is he going to be then? Basically, what you're dealing with with Antonio Brown right now in fantasy, it's a seesaw. Because one day you're like, oh, I feel good about it. Next day you're like, oh, no, it's a disaster. It's For real, that's what it feels like right now. It's true. You're going back and forth because you know his talent. And we've seen him sprinting. He looks fine. It doesn't look like the feet are an issue right now. But then the whole helmet issue, the comments going back to March. What if this team sucks? You know, he's used to being on a team that is in the playoffs. You know, what if this team is 0-4, 0-5, 1-7? Does this same attitude? That's a, guarantee. that's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, but it's likely. I will say that because it, it, it looks bad for them with their schedule and you look at this team. But how does he respond to that? We've already seen him here in the preseason going back and forth. So from a football perspective in fantasy, you say, okay, look, they are going to do everything to appease him. You think they're going to piss this guy off and throw him four targets a game? Hell no. They're, they're kissing his ass. You think Gruden and Carr aren't going to flood? No, he's going to get 10 targets exactly. a game minimum. I right. know. That's so that's the thing. So like people are going to argue, well... Carr's not as good as Roethlisberger, a wide receiver changing teams. He hasn't been in camp, and it's all true. But if you're getting 12 targets, even Okay, but how many receptions them, are you getting? Because I don't know if you're getting 12 receptions. You're getting 12 targets. Does that mean six? 
Seven? Even if he gets six, seven for 80 yards and an occasional touchdown, it's still a good week, right? I mean, when right. you're talking he's about... He's a 15-point player. He's a 15-point player. Yeah. He, look, he's not going to score 15 touchdowns like he did last year. I don't think anyone's projecting that. You're probably... If he plays a full season, you're probably saying maybe eight or nine. And On the that numbers, team? For sure, eight or nine. The numbers are going to dip, but the volume... See, that's the thing that sometimes people don't get. It's all about volume in fantasy, and Brown will get it. The question is... Will he stay healthy? Will he compete for all, all the right, So games? let me ask you this question. You know when I, what I'm talking about. The winning weeks, 14, 15, and 16, when I need him the most, how confident are you that he produces in those three winning weeks? Well, I think that's why people are passing on him there because they don't know with the way he has acted in this whole helmet issue, is he going to be there every week? And that's why a lot of people are avoiding him. I mean, you could look at the schedule you want. Week 14, home against Tennessee. Week 15, home against Jacksonville, which is probably tough. Who knows with Jacksonville? Jalen Ramsey could be playing, having right. a good year. Oh, Ramsey right. will be pumped up for that one. Right. And then in week 16, they're at the Chargers, which divisional game. You know, yeah, it's obviously. a tough schedule there. It's yeah. a tough schedule. T- Tennessee is very stingy to See, me. I, I don't think you worry about that with Brown. I think it's more Carr that you're worried about. And what if what if he's pissed? You know, because, again, I, I'll, I'll go back to this. He's nuts. He's never scored a touchdown outside of Ben Roethlisberger. With those backup quarterbacks, he never scored. So. I've already told you, Carr is not making it to Vegas. I don't care what they show me. And Carr seems like a nice guy. He really does. it. I don't dislike Carr. I don't. I watch Hard Knocks, and, and I find him likable. I really do. But I just don't find him to be the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. And you know Roethlisberger will take, take chances. He'll throw it up. He'll be like, go oh, get it, Brown. Carr, will Carr, not. Carr doesn't yeah. do that, man. No. It just doesn't seem like it. No. He holds it for that extra second. And I still don't think he's comfortable in Gruden's offense, to be quite honest with you. Right. I, I mean, you, you've got to be willing to take chances in the NFL. And that's what look, look, that's what's made Brett Favre, Brett Favre. He threw it up into, and, and, and let his receivers make plays. Right. And, and with that comes mistakes. But you live with it because, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, game breaking plays as well. And it's the trust between the quarterback and the receiver as well. So, yeah, look, there's just it's tough right now. It really is tough. Uh I, you know, it's usually we're very definitive. Like, I, I do go back and forth on Brown. I, like, I, I haven't taken him in any of my drafts over the last two weeks. I did take him in the Scott Fishbowl, but that was early July, different scoring format. But it's, it's, it's not an easy decision because I think the people who are passing on him are like, oh, boy, I hope I'm not wrong on this. What if he goes off? Because we know the talent. And, you know, is this just an act to miss preseason? Look, players, especially, they don't like the preseason. They don't want to be there. They don't want to practice. It's hot. They just don't want to deal with it. And I think that's part of what the issue is with Brown. But when you're on a new team, though, that, that's terrible. Like, yeah, at least got to be out there sometimes. I mean, I, I think right now, if I'm picking number one, I might take him at 24-25. But I don't think I'm taking him before then. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I would take him before either. Uh, and he's a tough guy to rank right now, too. He is. He's certainly not top 12 for sure, sure. right? So that's out. So at, at that point, I'll, let me give you some names. You take in, right? Tyreek Hill, Chubb, Beckham, Connor, Kelsey, Evans, Cook, Mixon, Keenan Allen, Gurley. Now, what about Gurley? See, Gurley, Brown, what do you do there? Or, or don't touch either. I might not. If I'm picking one, it's Brown. It could be a situation where you touch neither. Would you go, how good, I mean, 
you take Saquon at one and you come back with Gurley and Brown at two, three. That's that's big to me. That's risk. <laughs> that is so risky, isn't it? Yeah. But what if it what if it hits? Well, obviously, it would be money in the bank. I mean, we look back like, how did he get him? Well, you don't remember back in August, there was a bunch of question marks, and we were all worried about Brown. We didn't right. know where he was at. And Right. That oh, Gurley yeah. might not. Gurley was the eighth running back off the board last night in an online championship. And the fourth oh, did you do it? Was it a beat talk to Reed Adam Ronos? Yeah, and it was I a lot of good players in there, bro. Send it to me, dude. Send me the link, and we'll do it next next segment. I want Chad see was in there. Oh! oh. Rozak. Oh. Truck. It was pretty, pretty It was tough. beat Chad Traderly. It yeah, wasn't it was. beat Adam Ronas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, send me the link, and we'll go over it. All right, we'll talk about the beat Adam Ronas draft when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. We're full-time fantasy. It's Dr. Roto and Adam Ronos. Remember, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or ROTOS50 for 50% off your first two months. And you'll have access to the forums, our rankings, videos, uh, articles, whatever you need to help you win your fantasy football championship. All right, I'm looking at this main event. I mean the online championship draft here, Ronos. Some big, big names here. Chad stepped in your league. Did you feel honored with that? Yeah, I knew it was going to be a challenge. Obviously, it's well documented. He's one of the top-ranked players. He won the main event for the FFWC last year. He won a couple of other high-stakes leagues, too. He had a great year, so uh, he obviously knows what he's doing. So it's always good. Like we've said, you know, you there's a lot of people who look at what we do, and obviously his track record speaks for itself, so you're always interested to see what he does. And, you know, I like the way he constructs his roster you know, there's a lot of things here that he did that we talk about. First of all, I always say, usually if I get that one pick, I'm going running back and receiver heavy. But you have to adjust to what's there. And he basically did that because he did take Carson in round four, but then he sandwiched it with five wide receivers. Right. So that's what I like to do. And, he, you know, he took Carson there in round four. And Carson's a guy that's rising. We saw a report today that Rashad Penny is not close the gap. And, you know, they keep saying that Carson is the guy. He's going to see more passes, that it's a team that wants to run. So it was a good pick there. And then he did something that we talked about a week or two ago where, and I'm sure this is what happened here. We said, we don't like taking quarterbacks early, but there comes a certain point, like in round eight, where you go, what is on the board here that I really love? When one quarterback's off the board, it was Mahomes round three. And he's looking, and he took Deshaun Watson to end round eight. Yeah, smart. Because you, Well, you know why? You knew, see, this happened when I picked uh, in that draft too a couple of weeks ago. You know the run is coming, and it's probably starting there. So I took Watson at 9-1, if you remember, and he did the same thing at 8. It's, it makes sense because you, you know that you're, you're going to lose five guys. So if you want your guy, you got to get him here. Right, and, you all, and, and my guess is in his mind, because when you're taking that quarterback there, you're saying this, this guy can finish top three, top five, with the potential to be the QB1. And right. I think Watson can. I mean, For sure. I think— 
everyone's going to project Mahomes, and rightfully so. But Watson can be that guy. And he said something the other day that I loved hearing from Watson. You know a lot of times we hear these sound bites from players and it's a bunch of garbage? Right? Yeah. Watson said the other day, because he was sacked 62 times last year, he said, a lot of that was on me. I have to do a better job of getting rid of the football. It's not always the offensive line. Well, he's ball. right. He well, that's true. I apparently you, he has to he held the ball a little too much. Yeah. That's true. That's a fair point. But I'm glad that he saw that, acknowledged it, and realizes it's an issue. A lot of quarterbacks wouldn't say that openly. Well, look, I would think Mahomes, Watson, Rogers, Mayfield, those four. I know I can win my league with. I know. I know I can. Matt Ryan and other guys and Russell Wilson I like. Don't, I'm not dissing them. Maybe I'll, I'll, th I'll throw Carson Wentz into that mix too. Those five. Mahomes, Watson, Rodgers, Mayfield, Wentz. So if I'm Chad, if I can get one of those guys after starting Barkley, Thielen, Hilton, Carson, Ridley, Fuller, Watkins, and I can add Watson to that mix, I'm going to take my risk. I haven't been able to do it, but again, we've went over a couple boards where I said I understand why that team took Watson, and it's always like round eight because you look what's there. I probably, in that scenario, probably still wouldn't have done it, but it makes absolute sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like the roster construction, so let's take a look at what he did. He has Watson as his only quarterback, Adam. He didn't even get a backup. Are you okay with that? Yes, I am, because you're starting Watson every single week. Uh, I mean, in, in the 20-round draft that we do, in the online championship, I typically take two quarterbacks. I I usually don't in 16 rounds. But I think also what you're doing here is, remember, we have a waiver wire before the beginning of the season. So you want to, I've always said this, you want to try and stash as many players as you can because there could be an injury. You know, he took Raquel Armstead in round 19. What if Leonard Fournette goes down? Boom. Now you have him. You don't go to waiver wire, and you're dropping someone else to get your defense. So, I'm fine with it, and there were how many? 21 quarters off the board? That means a couple teams didn't take a backup, which... Right, he could still get Darnold or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, Darnold's right? on the way. Exactly, exactly. So, so then he has Barley, Carson, Justin Jackson, Deion Lewis, Gio Bernard, who I know he likes, by the way. He's taking them in every draft. Uh, Hilliard and Armstead. I mean, he's got two monsters, right? He's got two monsters in Barkley and Carson, and Jackson and Lewis could certainly play. Yeah, I mean, if Gordon holds out, Jackson becomes a flex play for him. Lewis is kind of more of, I mean, Lewis will still be involved in the passing game, but right now he's not a guy you're starting every week. But if Derrick Henry has some issues, he is back at practice. You know, I've taken Deion Lewis around 10-11. I think he's a good running back to take in that range. Geo obviously is Mixon insurance in case something happens to Mixon. And we've seen Geo last year. He had two big games with Mixon out of the lineup. So, yeah, but I, this is like the way I like to construct my roster. You get like two really two solid running backs in the first few rounds, and then just take your shots from round ten on. Uh, and that's the way I like to do it. Load up on receivers. I mean, five receivers in seven yeah. rounds. So he's Thielen, Hilton, Ridley, Fuller, Watkins, Sutton, Traquan, Stills, and then he takes Robert Foster at the end. That's depth galore, dude. I don't know if I love all of them. I'm not going to tell you I love right, all those guys, right. but I like the. The, the the number of guys that it gives himself op opportunities. Yeah, and I don't know if he did this intentional, but Fuller-Watson connection. So we know Watson loves Fuller. That was intentional, I think. We know Fuller's issue, obviously. It's staying healthy. But when he was on the field last year, he was a beat. So what if he plays 16 games? You know, that's the right spot to take him is at 36. And I've taken him more in best ball. But I would take him in a redraft league, especially as your fourth receiver, because the ceiling is huge. If that offense clicks... 
and we've seen he has a penchant for throwing for him. Watkins as your five. I know people are just disappointed Watkins, but you want a piece of the Chiefs offense, right? And Yeah, but how many were off the top of your head, how many receptions did Watts have last year? 54. 40. Did he miss any games? He did, but he had 40 receptions in 10 games. Yeah. He's just, now, 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 just because I know a lot about this, because I, I wrote about it recently. You've got Hill. You've got Kelsey. You've got Darwin Thompson. You've got Nicole Hardman. Are you telling me, and you got Damian Williams. Are you telling me he's going to go to 60 now? I don't see it. I think we're looking at a guy at about 45 to 50. And I'm not saying he sucks, by the way. I'm not. I'm just saying I wouldn't have taken him there. I wouldn't. I would have. I think there are other guys I would have taken at that spot. But yeah, I, I, I know you want the offense. That's, I think that's what it is. And, you know, if one of the, you know, if Tyreek goes down, then he gets a huge volume. But I think that's what it is there. It's your fifth receiver and you're investing in a high-powered offense. Right. And I don't blame him. So let's take a look at your team. So you had pick, was it eight? So the first ones went Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Hopkins, Kelsey. That was early, by the way. Adams. The team before you take Zeke. Would you have taken Zeke if he made it to you? Definitely. Okay, so you were all in on Zeke. When Zeke didn't, when he went before, your choices were David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones. What'd you do and why? David Johnson, you know, I, I think that the Arizona offense will be fine. Everyone is panicking because of last week, and I just think they're going to be high-powered. They'll be playing from behind. There should be dump-offs to Johnson, and... I know the offensive line is still somewhat of an issue, but I think they're not showing anything. So is there a risk? Sure. But um, I'm thinking that this offense is going to be pretty good. And I have Johnson as my RB5, so took him there. All right. Second round. I, now this is another surprising pick, and I'm not blaming you at all. I can't believe Nick Chubb was there because Nick Chubb has gone anywhere from the fourth pick in round one, which I've been in that draft. He goes to pick 12, but you got him in like the middle of round two. Yeah, I think. You know, obviously, there's always the Kareem Hunt factor of him coming back. I think that lingers in the back of people's minds. But for the first half of the season, he's going to get a huge workload. And we know he can catch the football. He just didn't get that opportunity last year. So, Did you think about Mike Evans? I did. And then the, what bothered me was that quad. The quad, injury. right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I look, there's all these guys. Like, we keep talking did about Did you it, think like, about well, Mixon or Cook? Yeah, because I already have Nick Chubb in several leagues. I took him in the GST Sunday. I took him in the Superflex League. But I just think that there's a huge potential for him and uh, a really good offense. We love Cleveland. So I think there could be a lot of touchdowns, and I think he will be involved in the pass game early. But I think early uh, on in the season, you could be very good. I mean, the first 10 the, weeks, you're very I think good. The fir I think it's very difficult to start two running backs in this format. This is the first time no, I've done No, I think it you did year. pretty well. I think you did pretty well. All right, we'll break that down. We'll take a look at Ronas's team. He started with two running backs, but I like the construction. He did a really good job. We're back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, we are back. All right, remember, check out playffwc.com, playffwc.com. Sign up for one of our leagues. Get on in there. You could join uh, the Beat Dr. Roto League is on Saturday night. If not that, other online championships, world championship drafts, plenty of drafts for you to choose from at playffwc.com. All right, so Rona starts his draft with David Johnson and Nick Chubb. I'm sure he was panicked about not having a receiver, but in round three, Amari Cooper comes to him. Round four, Kenny Galladay comes to him. Then in round five, I love your pick here. You take Derrick Henry, but let me ask you this question. Did you think about another receiver you passed on? Landry, Gordon, Allen Robinson, Jeffrey. Why Henry over those guys? I just was surprised he was still there in round five as the RB26. I mean, geez, I know there's a little bit of a calf issue, but he's been back at practice, and I know he doesn't catch too many passes, but, you know, he can rush for 12, 1,300 yards and 12, 13 touchdowns. I mean, he didn't even get a full workload last year and still had a dozen touchdowns. So to get that in round five, I mean, just several weeks ago, I think he was a round three pick. So... I felt like it was just too much value to pass. And again, I typically don't start a draft, especially in this format with three running backs in the first five rounds. But I just felt it was too, the value was too good to pass up at that point. Yeah, I, I don't blame. I, I agree with you. I, I think I would have taken him there. I, I do. I think over certainly those names there. I mean, because if Henry is good, he is, you know, championship material winning good. So we saw what he could do. I want to get to our friend Truck's pick in round five. Truck reached up and took Curtis Samuel. Now, look. And when I look at Truck's team, he's got Adams and Cook and Godwin and Montgomery and Samuel and O.J. Howard and Latavius Murray and Michael Gallup. So let's talk about that briefly before we get back to your team. I like Truck's players. I do. But I wonder whether or not he has to get upside from every single one of them to win. Uh, I'm fine with this start for sure. Uh, I mean, Samuel obviously is a little bit early, but, you know, I think it's if you want him, you got to get him there. I, I don't think he makes it back. He certainly wouldn't got past me with both those picks. So we've seen him skyrocket up the draft board. Montgomery obviously has been moving up. We've heard so many positive things on him. I mean, you couldn't make an argument there for Mac or Carson over him if, if you want. But No, I was looking more at the Samuel pick because I think – Godwin is great, but there's a little risk there. I mean, he's not the number one. Montgomery, Samuel. I'm just saying there's a little risk involved with all these guys because we like them. But not all your breakout guys break out, Adam. They don't. I'm, I'm not, I, I think it's going to be really difficult for Godwin not to break out. I mean, he had eight touchdowns last year. He didn't play a full complement of snaps. Evans no, it wasn't Godwin out. I was talking about. Godwin's breaking out, too. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. The question is, is Godwin and Montgomery and Samuel and Gallup, are they all breaking out? Uh, probably not. Again, you could see the positive outcomes for all of them, but yeah, sure. you're relying on them to be key pieces of your team. So again, I, I, I actually like it. I like the first eight. I, I, you know, I, I like the risk. I, look, it's good risk. It's, it's not, it's, it's an aggressive draft, which I appreciate. I love an aggressive draft and he did a good job with that. And then he gets Cam Newton later and you know, Cam's look pretty good, but let's get back to your team. So you went, sh- after Henry, you took Robbie Anderson, and you passed on Christian Kirk. Please, somebody tell me why you did that. I mean, I just think the Jets' offense is going to be really good this year, and they've used Anderson more in the intermediate routes. So 
Uh, that's why I went with him. Really? over Kirk? I think I would have taken Kirk over Anderson. I worry about Anderson. I, I like Anderson. I, I mean, do you think that Gase is going to be that good for the Jets? Well, if you watch the preseason, they've been running at a high pace. You know, everyone has complained like, oh, it's a slow offense. They've been no huddle. They've been fast-paced, getting in the plays quick. And I think it's because he believes in Sam Darnold and didn't believe in Ryan Tannehill. And uh, that Darnold is a little sharp. So I think this Jets offense is going to run at a higher pace than what we saw him do in Miami. I think it was partly he didn't feel like he had the talent to do it, or it could have been Tannehill being slow to process the play call and the information at the line of scrimmage. Uh, based, on what, based on what we've seen in the preseason, though, and again, it doesn't mean it translates to games, but uh, they've been re running very fast, getting in a ton of plays. So that, that bodes well for the Jets. Again, I do like Kirk. It's very close. Um, so it was Did a, you think about O.J. Howard there? Yes, I did, actually. I did. Um, I, I think I would. Yeah, I did. I, he was definitely because I looked at the receivers and I was like, hmm. And of course, that run happened there. But I, I yeah. think round six is a fair is definitely good price for those tight ends. Well, I think what happens is and I start to feel this way, like in round six, if I if I don't get one Howard Ingram or Henry or Cook, I have to know that by the end of round seven, I'm not getting any of them. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they go, but they go between six and seven at some point, and they're all be gone. Yes, yeah. So a lot of it comes down to what's on the board, where you're picking, whether right. you're going to do it. Because there have been some drafts where I do get one of them, and there's others where it doesn't work out. Um, let's see. Oh, let's see. Uh, Truck chimed in, Ronis. Would you like to hear his text? Agree with my assessment, but with Ronis and Rosick picking right after me, them having four picks before it each influenced my reach. He's right. Truck is right. Look, and, and let's, say, let's use this as a teachable moment. Truck is 100% correct because when you're playing with sharp people like Adam and Rosek and, and Sorge who are, the, who are in this league, this is a very sharp league, Truck knows that these guys are not making it back to him. So if he wants his guy, he's got to get his guy, and I think that's very important. you got to know the people in your league. If you want a guy, you got to go get him, and I, I respect it. Yeah, and you could tell there's just not a lot of value here. This is going to be very different from your home league draft. You know, it's it's a completely different board because people will reach to get their guys. They're looking at the ADP, and they know if they want these players, they have to go high. Uh, it is a sharp room, but there was one team that definitely was not sharp. Well, it's not team two. Team two has a really good team, Adam. Team Woo! Two, yeah, team two is a good player. Woo -hoo. I, who, I, who is that? Do you know his name? If you go into rosters, um, I want to be. I don't want him in my league. <laughs> that guy's good. Go to rosters and just fragile egos. Yeah, I don't know. Do I want to say? Can we say? Do we want to say it on air? All right, you'll say it to me in the break because yeah. I'm not playing. That guy's good, dude. He went McCaffrey and carry on. Then he goes Diggs, Moore, Mike Williams, Sterling Shepard, Mark Valdez Scantling. Then he comes back with Drake, Darwin Thompson, and Singletary. Then Debo Samuel, Hooper, Russell Wilson, Doyle. I think he nailed this draft. I like his draft a lot. Yeah, I do too. Took uh, several players that I wanted. And yeah, no, this is a, a very good draft uh, for sure. I really like this team. You know, even the two tight ends in 12 and 14, yeah. two guys I wanted. Uh, the quarterbacks you wait on, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Oh, you can win with Tr Wilson and Trubisky. You can I think win with so. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, look. Here's the thing. If you if you crush at the skill position players, you don't need your quarterback to be Mahomes. Right. You just right. need him to give you consistent you know points every week. Right. So speaking of Mahomes, he went in round three. 
there was a team here who obviously didn't didn't really know what he was doing. I, I feel badly for this guy. I mean, the question is, they had no clue. And, and the worst part is, I think his poor draft affected the room, Adam, because he took guys that who should never have been taken. Well, yeah, it help, I think it helps teams one and two who need no help. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need any help. Like, really? That's the guy pick, like, put him next to me. No, that's true. When he takes Randall Cobb in round 10, who I wouldn't take in round 32, I mean, it's, it's putting guys that uh, one and two are getting advantage with. It's true. It's yeah. It's so. Ugh. Chad needs every advantage he can get. Yeah, us. I know. I'm. I'm sure <laughs> we've seen that. <laughs> it's a very weak player. Yeah. Well, what about the guy at pick five who took Travis Kelsey and then he followed up in round six with Evan Ingram and round seven and Jared Cook? <laughs> Did he get the memo? <laughs> I think he. Th- they were joking in the chat room. They're like, oh, there's a league you start two tight ends, right? <laughs> I mean, geez. Uh, and then uh, and a defense. Well, I mean, round fourteen's not terrible. For defense, and then he took the Jaguars in 17 in case the Bears get injured. That's right, you never know. Defenses, you know, there's a lot of injuries on the defensive side in case the Bears. Oh man, this is just but see, he did here. All right, let me let me get on team number five for a second. I think people out here should listen to this. He takes Kelsey in one. Now, look, I'm not gonna rank on that pick, I'll even say I'll go with it. Okay, round two, he takes Mike Evans, round three, he takes Julian Edelman. Now, everybody out there, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. His next receiver that he took was in round 13. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you are not. Did you even notice that, Ronis? You are no, but not you, winning a draft when you do that. You're losing. Yeah, but, but you're flexing two tight ends. I don't care. His third no, I receiver know, is you. Right. His third receiver is Adam Ronis. He and has, Dr. Rodas is his backup. His third, his third receiver is on the same team as Edelman in a role, and – you could say what you want about Nikhil Harry. Gordon back hurts him. Uh, of course it does. And then he gets Trey Quinn. I mean, he does not have a third receiver. If you're going to do this strategy, which, by the way, I employed two years ago, so I know it works, at least have three receivers that you can count on. You, wait, no, you got you start, you started two tight ends, not three, right? No, I, I, right, I, but I had three. Run, I had multiple. In the first seven rounds, I had three running backs and two tight ends. Okay. And then I had two receivers, right? But I had three receivers I could play. This guy doesn't have a third receiver. You're not winning without a third receiver. Yeah, so are you telling me you need guys? It's going to be a hole every week. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, look, look, look at those. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you go, all right, yeah, I want to load up on running back depth. But you can't do it in this format like that. It's just it doesn't work. And you got two this running backs from the same team who suck. I know. He took Peyton Barber in 10 and Ronald Jones in 11. One of those guys is bad enough, let alone both of them. I, that, you know, I think that's a backfield that I don't want to mess with at all right now. And, and Kareem Hunt in 12? Come on. I, this guy needed a receiver so desperately, he could have had, I don't, well, none of them really. How about Deshaun Hamilton? I would have taken Deshaun Hamilton over Kareem Hunt. Well, we, we needed to go back earlier and maybe take Jamison Crowder in round eight. Instead, oh, or, Crowder or over guys. Now yeah. I like that team. Yeah, there you go. Does that 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 team all of a sudden becomes very interesting to me? But yeah, you, but you're flexing Ingram and Cook pretty much every week. That's what you're basically saying. You, you are got three tight ends. I think it's amazing that it takes one player. If he just changes Crowder for guys, his team goes up exponentially. Yeah, definitely. All right, it does. All right, we'll talk more about this draft and we return right after this. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Large man. All right, we are back. Full time fantasy. Check out playffwc.com. Get into one of our drafts. Go to the lobby right now. If you click right there, you should be able to get into an online championship, a fantasy football world championship, a draft and go, a starter draft. We're drafting literally every day, multiple times every day, so you can be part of what we're doing at playffwc.com. And there's a beat. Dr. Roto draft this Saturday at 10 p.m. If you're home doing nothing, come draft with me. I'd love to have you in there. Ronis, will you be in that draft? No. Okay. Well, you said it. What day was it? Saturday? Saturday. You're busy Saturday? Yeah, no. Nah, I'm going to the Mets. Oh, look at you. I Did never would have thought it. You would have told me a month ago, hey, you're excited <laughs> for the Mets game in late August. I'm like, nope. But, you know, I tweeted it out yesterday. I said, you know, when the Mets were 11 games under 500, there was a lot of negativity surrounding the team. Who are they going to trade? All these stories. They could have easily folded, and they have just turned it around. They're exciting to watch. The ballpark was packed yesterday. They beat a good Indians team. And most of their game, I think they have 25 games at home, 13 on the road. So wow. they have a That's, tough schedule. I yeah, didn't realize that. That's pretty yeah, good. They, That's pretty good. Oh, I looked at it the other day. I was like, wow, they have a ton of home games. So they got a tough schedule. The Indians here for two more. They got the Braves. They got the Phillies, they have the Cubs, they have the Dodgers, so it's not an easy schedule. But look, they're battling the Phillies. They're, uh, you know, Phillies and Mets have the same record. Uh, they got the Nats, I think, again. You know, they're chasing them. So look, you're playing the teams around you. You're going to have to beat good teams. So, uh, you know, they. I don't know if they're going to make it, but the point is they're playing exciting baseball and the crowds at City Field. Are, it's amazing. I love seeing crowds like that. Uh, the fans are well. Juiced. I was just thinking that about. I think the fans want a good team, and Met fans are willing to come out if the team doesn't suck. And you see, oh that. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like for me, the biggest problem is they, the owners not putting money in the team. But um, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to go much in September. Uh, I didn't even think I'd be able to go this weekend. But what do you think? Uh, you're busy in September. Yeah, come yeah, on. yeah. Just a little do. bit. So oh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a great night. Looks like it's going to be a high of 80 on Saturday, so it'll be a great night. There's fireworks after the game, and they're playing the Braves, who are very good. I believe Wheeler should be pitching. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited right now for the Mets. And, you know, even if they don't make it, yeah, it'll be disappointing. But uh, if they do get in, uh, they could be dangerous with that pitching staff. And, they, you know, you build on next year. A little momentum, a little positive momentum. Never hurt anybody, right? Yeah, um, and again, they showed a lot of fight. That means a lot. Again, they could have easily folded. I mean, there was so much negativity surrounding this team. You know, there was always a, a story. People were making fun of them for hiring the 85-year-old pitching coach. It was just a disaster, and that's typically what we see the Mets. And they still have injuries. McNeil's been great this year. He's out. You know, J.D. Davis has been a great pickup. He's been battling a calf injury. He had a bomb to center field yesterday. Uh, J.D. Davis was fire. one. J.D. Davis to me was one of the most underheralded picks of the of the season because he yeah, hits no, real well plays first plays third and he was like a quad a player you know he just couldn't stick with houston but all he needed was an opportunity and the guy can play 
and Ahmed Rosario has been unbelievable since the All-Star break. His defense has gotten better. He's become more disciplined at the plate. Conforto's been on fire in the second half, just like he was last year. So, you know, they, they're, they're very exciting to watch right now. Alonso, obviously, great year, 40 home runs. So uh, it, it's an exciting team right now, and uh, I just hope they can win consistently. It's hard to keep up the pace they're at, but just try and win every series. That's the one thing. With the poor start, they put themselves in a position where they have very little margin for error. But all I can say is they're a fun team to watch right now, and that's what you want. You want to have a fun baseball team, and they are supplying that right now. All right, let's get back to this online championship draft, Adam. And I want to talk about something here that we knew was going to happen. But so let's just tell people what happened and explain why. Kyler Murray, who we saw go as high as round eight and nine in recent drafts, dropped to round 13 as the 12th quarterback off the board. No shock after his horrible week two performance. Yeah, not at all. I mean, I saw him still go high immediately after uh, that game. So for this team, it was the backup. Uh, certainly worth taking at that point because the range of outcomes for Murray, they vary quite a bit, but he can finish as a top-five quarterback. I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I wrote an article for Sports Illustrated taking the pro-Murray side on this because he doesn't need to do much. I mean, if you project that you could say 4,000 passing yards, which is not a lot. For, and for a team that's going to be playing from behind and putting the ball in the air a lot, he could run for six, 700 yards for a quarterback. I mean, he really doesn't need to do a ton to finish as a QB1. And what if it all works? What if this offense is difficult for defenses to figure out? He's got such a huge ceiling. And again, see, this is where people don't understand. People are going to be like, oh, the, the average person, okay? We know our listeners are sophisticated. They're smart. They know. Oh, Murray is the 12th quarterback. You took him ahead of Breeze and Roethlisberger. Oh, what are you guys thinking ahead of Rivers? Guys, look at the draft costs. Round 13, and for this team, it's a backup quarterback. Even if it was his one, you could come back and get Roethlisberger, Jackson, all those guys. It's a safe play. It's the cost, man. Round 13, and the home leagues, I'm telling you now, seeing a lot of the comments that I got on that story, in your home league, Murray's going to go lower. See, in the high-stakes leagues, people have that aggressive right, mentality. Right, They're shooting right. for that upside. In your home league, oh, he's a rookie quarterback. Did you see him? How many rounds terrible. in a home league? 16? 16 in yeah. a home league? I think he goes in round 10 or 11 of a home league. How about that? I think he might go later, man. Really? Yeah. I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of negativity after that game. I just people, oh, he's small. He couldn't handle the pressure. Oh, this is a terrible team offensive line. So there might be that one smart person in you. Just watch, though, if he has a good week three. All of a sudden, the wave goes back up again. That's, yeah, that's how this, that's how this works. People joke. are so dramatic. People are it's so dramatic joke, in fantasy I, I hate, Like I said, I, I said, I hate it, man. I don't like to see players that I like do well because it just in increases the cost. I'd rather see what happened with Murray. And you could say, well, well that, it, that's a really bad thing. No, it's not because Murray has a job. It's a problem when a guy is competing for a job. That's where it's an issue. So Murray has the job. There's no question about it. So if you believe in him and you want him, that was the best thing that happened to him. Who cares what happens in the preseason? They're not showing anything. There's no reason for them to. You wanted to see that happen because he was going QB4, QB5, and I think that's too much. Okay, I'm all for taking Murray. Like To me, QB12, perfect because you can get paired with someone else. I'm not taking him ahead of 
Baker Mayfield and, and Cam Newton and those guys. Why? I mean, you we already know what, what – I mean, Baker's upside is – I know he doesn't run as much, but what do you have, 27 touchdowns last year in like 14 games and, and adds yeah. Beckham? So I'm taking Baker over him. I'm taking Cam over him. I mean – if we're taking DJ Moore, Samuel so high, and Cam has always I'm been there. I'm not taking Cam over Murray. I am. I'm not. I'm not. Why? You've already seen I'm what not. Cam. I'm not. I know I, Cam. I'm I've seen the Cam Newton experience. I've ridden the, I've ridden the ride. I'm not taking Cam over Murray. I Seriously, am. I'd I rather mean, the devil. I don't know. I really would. I would. But I'll, let, me, let me look at this team here, Team 11. I really like this team. I think this team was constructed very well. There were some smart guys in your league. Julio Jones and Juju. Great start, by the way. Great start. Then he's got Fournette, who lasts a 311, by the way. I could have argued that I would have taken Fournette seven picks earlier. Yeah, then I, see, I, in- could, I, I couldn't take Fournette because I'm not starting three running backs. No, no, I know. I know. I, I don't blame you for not doing it, but I would have taken Fournette way earlier. Then this guy comes back and takes Tyler Lockett and Allen Robinson. I'm Ooh, loving the start. I wanted Lockett. Then he get. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him, me too. Then he takes Austin Eckler, who I think is a steal in round six, by the way, because we both don't think Gordon's coming back anytime soon. Then he takes Dante Pettis in seven. Tony Pollard, who has standalone value right now in eight. And Vance McDonald in nine. I love this. And then he comes back five, five rounds later and takes Lamar Jackson as his number one guy. I love this roster construct, and I think this team's got a real shot. Yeah, no, I like it too. I like a lot of the players. Then again, taking those shots at running backs in 11 through 13, Davian Harris, Malcolm Brown, and Chase Edmonds. I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, again, none of them might work out. Maybe Michelle stays healthy the whole year. We don't see Harris much. Gurley is fine. We don't see Brown much. Johnson stays healthy. It doesn't matter. Those rounds are where you're taking the shots of those guys, potentially getting a job due to injury, or maybe they play a bigger role. I have a bone to pick with you. You may disagree with me. But in round 13, I'm taking on your team, I'm taking Chase Edmonds over Trey Burton. I needed a tight end, Doc. It was I don't care. You get another time. one. No, 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 no. Who am I? Ah, don't. Wait, wait, stop. First of all, I got to yell at you. You are it's Adam. It's round 13. I need freak, a tight end. Listen to me. Nah. Listen to me. You're Adam freaking Ronis. You are never desperate. You're one of the best players I know. You're never desperate. But I think you will be desperate if David Johnson gets hurt and you have Trey Burton and you could have had Chase Edmonds. Uh, I get it, but I needed a tight end, man. I should, uh, just who I like Herndon and Goddard. I like Herndon okay. and Goddard just uh, fine. So, I like Darren right, Waller. I, here, here's the thing, Doc. I like Herndon and Goddard too. They're, I don't I, want them as my tight end one. What am I doing? Herndon's not Darren coming Wall- back. How about Darren picks. Waller? Okay, he's still a risk. I like him, but you you feel good about going into the year with him as your tight end one? It's funny. There was a, he was in that piece uh, on the Hard Knocks that I was I heard. Last I night. heard. Everyone was buzzing about him. Yeah. Well, he, first of all, he's a giant. I didn't I know, realize how six, big he six, is. Yeah, he's 6'6", six, six, like 250. And I know yeah. he had issues He looks skinny, past. though. He looks skinny, though. But when he said he was two years sober, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I guess yeah. I didn't pay attention to that. But yeah, he, he said he was like a PD. He says a whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a guy who... I don't think we know who he is yet. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. He's a perfect tight end, too, in these leagues. No, he definitely is, and I thought about him as my tight end, too. I went Hawkinson. Maybe that's a mistake. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I just felt like I, I, I had to get a tight end there. Like, I wanted Herndon. I would have taken him, uh, but I, I was hoping if you he were would if you were Herndon, If you were Herndon in 14 and Waller in 16 – and then you took Chase Edmonds in 13. You didn't like that better? Yes, but I can't guarantee that at the time. No one in this draft room. You know that's what I'm true. saying? That's true. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. 
I, I'm with you. I think, you know, it's interesting about the— I even about wanted the, Doyle. Like, I, Doyle's been devalued in drafts. He went tight in 20 in this draft. I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. And by the way, the guy who takes Hooper and takes Doyle two picks later, I don't blame him because you can't pass up that value. No, no, I know. And I was hoping he would so I can get him, and he didn't. I'm like, damn it, man. So, How lucky were you that Chad didn't get Hooper? You yeah, got Jordan you, Reed, who could be a big hole for that I, guy. Whew. Could be. Um, yeah, I mean, Reed, I'm fine with Reed in round 12. Um, you know, it's all, about, it's all about health for him. He's the best receiver on that team. And I know it's a crappy team, but they're going to be playing from behind. Someone has to catch passes. I'm not taking Cam. I'm not taking Jordan Reed. I don't even look at them. I just hate them. I Why hate do you them. hate Cam? He's a top quarterback every year. And, he's, and, he's, and it's not like you have to – in the years past, sometimes you would go as top five, top six. He's going as a – and the reason why I didn't take Cam in this one is I already – I took him in my last one. So I do have a lot of Winston this year. If Winston sucks, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's because I actually do have Cam – ranked uh no when i say i hate cam i just hate cam i just don't like i don't i don't i'll tell you what it is i do i'm telling you and you did i we you didn't watch it yet the all or nothing i'm telling you you i think you will like cam newton more when you watch that i really think he's got a good personality i know everyone the one thing i didn't like about cam was the super bowl press conference you know you lost the game and i will say he does seem like a little bit of a front runner Right. but big front runner oh my god but his personality see him like i think you know, he does things for kids, and I don't think it's an act. I just think he, he's a guy that likes to have fun. I think his teammates like him. I thought he came across very well in All or Nothing. All right. I, no, and I trust your opinion, and I, and I would see that. I just, I don't know, dude. I, I, here's what I don't like. He could have been one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I really feel it. But he never took the time to learn how to throw properly. Never really perfected his, his, his art. And, and I don't like, I, that's why I love Jerry Rice. That's why I love Chris Carter. Guys who gave of themselves. Cam has so much potential, he could have been even better. Well, Cam played through a real bad shoulder injury last year. And when you watch that, you see that he really was hurting and never said anything for a while. Like, he really tried to fight through it. So, I'll give All right, that I respect. That I respect. All right, we'll take our final time out of the first hour. And we'll be back with you when we return right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. And remember, I want you guys signing up for one of our drafts at playffwc.com. Whether it's a world championship draft, a beat Dr. Roto online championship, or a regular online championship, starter, best, best ball, whatever you want to do, we want to be there for you to be your place so that you can play fantasy football, playffwc.com. All right, Ronas, who's coming up in hour number two today? Uh, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day from FFChamps.com at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Interesting and uh, pretty exciting here. Are you excited about uh, Jim Cramer's part of uh, what we're doing here? And uh, he's, uh, I didn't realize that he was so big into fantasy. Yeah, no, almost everyone pretty much plays fantasy. But 
I do know he does play and uh, know he's an Eagles fan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, fantasy intersects with everything. I mean, it's amazing some of the people that you'll be surprised play. Obviously, I've seen and been in the clubhouse for a lot of fantasy, uh, a lot of baseball teams that are heavy into fantasy football. I know they have the um, league that Adam Wainwright runs. I forgot the name of it now, but uh, I was there oh, yeah. one year when the when the Mets did it. I was in in a draft with uh, uh, Matt Harvey, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, and- did, did I ever tell you the story? Don Cheadle and Chris Pine and a few guys. It was in some magazine that they were all busting each other over their fantasy football leagues. So I DM, I, I tweeted out to Don Cheadle. I'm like, dude, if you ever need help with your fantasy league, let me know. Never heard back, Rose. Maybe he's not one. Yeah. I don't they, know. I, well, they, they get so many messages and stuff that it's so tough to go through when you're that famous. That's true. I don't know. I've never, had that oper- I've never had that, Ronis. I, I don't get that many. You get, you get plenty. I did help CC Sabathia one year. No, I helped CC Sabathia one year, and he won the league. Really? Did he thank you? No, he used oh. my rankings. So I talked to him to cost okay. whatever. I sent him the rankings. That's pretty cool. I always, I did always respect the fact that the king had all these guys on the speed dial. Yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, David Wright definitely uh, was a fan of him, and you know, hung out, asked for advice. So yeah, no, That's these guys are cool. they're into it big time, man. I know. Well, we're here for you here. Doctor Roto and Adam Rodas are here for you. Just just know that. All right, guys, this is Dr. Rose saying be well and take care. Back with you tomorrow, but I want you to keep it right here for another hour of full-time fantasy with Adam Ronas when we return right after this.